0: So, we are in episode two now. Um, this episode is just gonna essentially just—I um, don't know what's gonna be called quite yet. I'm still figuring that out. But I'm just gonna go essentially off top of what's um, on, my, on my mind and what um, I planned to talk about yesterday. So, essentially, the last—the last few weeks have been essentially been me deliberating, like, essentially what's more important hustle or health because like i want to be hustling 24 7 as much as anybody you know and i want to be every, every waking moment even i'm like at work and think about the business and how i can you know adapt and change things and like attack things from different angles and you know thinking about things in a 3d manner and yeah just essentially just attacking things a different way every day in order to be make sure things are most successful as they can possibly be and i've read obviously i read a few books and stuff and watched a few videos and they all kind of say the same thing where you have to sacrifice in order to win which is obviously you know that's a granted that's a given but that isn't i i'd probably say yes but where does the line draw where is it acceptable because you know you can hustle you can put in 100 100, 120 hours a week but if you're not eating you're not sleeping you're not doing the things you should be doing in order to keep yourself 100% then I don't know if you're getting all you could possibly get out of yourself because you know if you're if a car's running on you know third you know constantly running on quarter of a tank with you know as the brand fuel in it like are you really getting the best out of that car like would you not get better out of that car if the car was like more on like you know three quarters of a tank with you know shell v-power or whatever you know like that's what i've been kind of messed with in my head and I've, I'm just f- figuring out that balance myself, you know. I don't know if, you know, any other people will figure out that balance, but I definitely am, for sure. Um, but I'm constantly tweaking with my schedule on when to do certain things and when not to do certain things. And, yeah, just, you know, what to, how to delegate, you know, a certain amount of time to each thing, you know, to each person, because as much as, like, you know, I love... People that you know I'm around all the time, my family, you know, I'm much, as much as I love everyone, like I genuinely don't think that there's a way to like make a massive splash without having to put those that you love to the side to, to some extent, in my experience, because you know, the more I isolate, the more I feel as though that as much as those relationships will suffer, I feel as though the benefit will be more in the long run. You know? Um, but it's just about finding that balance and not letting them suffer to the point where they expire. And then, you know, you when, you're the, when it comes to your wins, you're celebrating by yourself. Which leads me to the next thing that came to my brain is when do you celebrate the wins, do you celebrate, do you celebrate in the moment, do you celebrate like a little bit, and then, you know, move on, keep cracking, because I've always been a, you know, go hard, or go home type person, you know, um, but like, if I'm gonna get drunk, like, I'm not getting tipsy, I'm like, you know, getting plastered, you know, and I don't, I don't know if that's probably gonna be the best way forward in order to be completely successful, like, just celebrating a little bit and the little wins and just living in the moment and celebrating those little things each time. And, yeah, just essentially getting those... get And continue to get those wins in order to say celebrating as much as you can. And I would... Yeah, that that's, I think, that's probably going to be the way forward for now. Um, and it's just... Yeah, that's another thing that requires balance um, The other thing that I'm probably amongst other people is balancing is you know what's going on inside my head versus what's going on out you know outside because you know the the path I've chosen people are unavoidable obviously some to my displeasure at sometimes because I've always had a people problem when i was little i didn't really enjoy being around too many people i didn't really enjoy meeting new people like that and that's been with me since i was as long as i can remember and i i will if i can go a day without having to speak to a stranger then i will i'll actively do it and if there's a avenue where i can avoid talking to somebody then i will do that because like I, I don't It's hard to explain But It's just I'm I'm a bit like Tarzan In some aspects Where I'm kind of A bit uh, A bit prehistoric In my In the way I think Like If If there was a choice To be like In the middle of a forest You know By myself With you know All the uh, The monkeys Lions and all that shit Like I'm gonna be choose to be in the forest rather than you know be amongst people because i don't know I've, i guess i just never really warmed to the idea that you need to be around people to be happy but that's just a deep conversation but like that this is why i'm like i've said that i'm constantly you know fighting this and actively making an effort to change this fact about myself and just putting myself in situations where I can't not speak to people um, in order to just uh, get to where I want to go in life and also just get the people around me to where they need to be and essentially just, yeah, just make everybody around me win. So that's my probably most difficult aspect is like the daily thing I'm trying to correct, which I find that everybody would should really do they should find a flaw about themselves and work actively in a daily basis to try and correct it because i consider it a flaw i don't know if other people do but i consider a flaw in myself just not wanting to speak to people um especially in the field and in, in pro- especially in the property industry you have to speak to people all the time constantly and even when it just comes to picking up the phone, like I developed a little, I develop a little, I, I have developed a little bit of an anxiety when it comes to speaking to people, especially on the phone, you know, I haven't actually see them in person. Like I, I kind of deliberate and like I procrastinate for a little bit before I actually do it. Um, but I'm slowly getting past that. And now I'm just trying to make more of an effort uh, if I'm not, if I'm not on the phone, I'm just speak them face to face. Because personally, I prefer face to face. I do not know about anybody else. But I've always, I'm preferring face to face more and more and more. You know. And yeah, that that's probably the thing that I'm actively focused on. I'm focusing on at the moment. But um, essentially, apart from that, I'm. Yeah, I'd I'd probably say that what what essentially runs across my mind on like a daily you know, weekly basis is essentially that I'd probably say that micromanaging myself or my or you know in you know certain context micromanaging yourself is a way to keep progressing slowly because there's no point in trying to. know do get get one big you know quick win because quick wins are good but they're bad because you know you won't understand the grind the the taking losses and wins and like the ups and downs of things in order to know how know how to cope if you take a big loss, because if you take a big, a big quick win, then your loss is going to be greater, and it's going to be even quicker, and it's going to hit twice as hard as rather than when you're doing things slowly and steadily, and you know, just making it a repetitive aspect of your life. Because that's the thing: if you do something 28 days in a row, it becomes a habit. And I know this myself. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So I've I've essentially tried to do that um, on a tw- on a 28 day basis, just making a habit out of things, and essentially making a habit out of the good things, making a habit out of little wins So getting a little win every single day. And when I say a little win, it doesn't necessarily mean. On a financial basis, I mean, just a win when it comes to discipline or making life a bit more balanced and just uh, creating an app, an environment where you know you will become successful. Which I think that's what everybody wants at the end of the day—just balance and success. You know, you know, this episode might even be called balance. Um, but yeah, so. That's the overall key for me. Um, It's just essentially maintaining this sort of, um, this trajectory and just trying to stay consistent because along with my people problem, consistency has also been my problem, you know, picking something up, you know, being really hot for it and then putting it down again. And that's been another problem of mine. Um, But I'm actively correcting both on a daily basis And I'm just essentially making sure that I'm going to be consistent, as progressive as possible, and just be also being as positive as possible because, at the end of the day, positivity and speaking positivity into your life I can't say for certain it works like you know, as obvious as you know, you want it to be, but it will be subtle in the little things, and you know, you notice the change and like notice that people want to be around you more and you know if you just promote positivity then things will fall into place if you're actively willing them to do so and at least that's my experience anyway but um just a you know side note of what's going to be coming up in the coming episodes so this i am going to try and do this on a daily basis because i as much as I've seen many, you know, podcasts about property and investment and, you know, just generally, you know, good podcasts, I haven't seen one person that does a podcast on a daily basis, Um, actually, I think Joe Rogan might, I'm not sure, but, yeah, it's going to be daily podcasts, I'm going to try and get some guests on here, Um, uh, guests of different calibre, just, you know, normal people and, you know, people of upper echelons where, know they've got millions and you know things like that so i'm essentially going to be doing that as well as i'm not going to just be talking about property obviously you know this this part i've developed a bit delved a bit more into myself on the mental health side of things and just you know asking questions like you know is anybody struggling with maintaining success and you know battling mental health at the same time you know can like what's there what's your coping strategies with you know day to day and like mental health and like how have you kept your your own stability of sorts but yeah i'm going to be de- delving into investing because you know i'm i'm a firm believer in not just having one form of income diversifying but that 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 is going to be tomorrow's episode tomorrow's episode is going to be completely about diversification and not in a literal sense where you have various different businesses which got nothing to do with each other because that can sometimes go quite wrong whereas there's a way to diversify but there's a way to do it properly and smartly and slowly go into different fields but um, yeah, that, that's going to be tomorrow's episode but for today, um, I think that's going to be it because I'm pretty sure everyone's kind of tired of me um, just... Joining on, um, you know, it's, um, it's Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. So I just wish everyone have uh, continue to have a successful week. Uh, I'll speak to everyone tomorrow. Uh, bless. So so so, we're back again with the bad audio. <laughs> um. This episode is going to be more about investing, more about stocks, more about ownership and more about perception versus reality. Yep, yeah, that's going to be the title, as a matter of fact. Perception versus reality. So, the, essentially the core of what I've been thinking about the last, well, since um, COVID has hit is how much that I knew and how much I didn't apply what I knew to my life in terms of how much i know about stocks how much I know about bonds how much I know about investing and in general just um, knowledge i've been picking up over the years just uh, talking to different people you know speaking to family members speaking to reading books videos and across the board and just um applying that knowledge so for for anybody didn't know for a portion from when I was about 16, 16, yeah, about 16, 16 to 18, I was day trading, as people call it, um, so that means, I like, know trading, you know, in, on an individual basis, I'm using an app or a platform, um, and, yeah, not trading through, like, a, not trading using other people's funds, as like a stockbroker would, so I'll break that down in a sec. But yep, yeah, so I used to day trade, and my I'd probably say that I wasn't um, as successful successful like you know the ones you see on Instagram with the McLarens and the you know the Lamborghinis. Side note, what why why do you trade why do traders love a McLaren? I don't I don't understand. You know they're not they're not they don't have the greatest reputation in the world. You know in terms of cars, but you no, know, I do wonder why why are they they love a McLaren. But yeah, I used to trade for for portion. I was making about 30 thirty pound upwards a day, so it was you know pretty decent money for you know a kid. So I yeah, I used to just experiment with trading and just um, essentially experiment with the little money I had and just try and I used to just try. I used to make my, put an effort to make it really. Um, so, in terms of that aspect, I think trading in every format is way more popular than when I used to do it. so you've got people on Instagram essentially trading and you know selling you know their services and their knowledge and things of that nature. but the perception of trading is that it's extremely risky because essentially if you want to dumb it down a bit it's essentially calculated betting so you're calculating essentially the value of the stock that you are potentially betting on and you're based on you know world current events world events and you know performance of the company you know different aspects you're betting on how... Whether that's going to go down or up. And, you know, with certain platforms... Essentially, you can have a stop loss... Or stop profit where... You know, you stop it at... When your... The value goes up by a certain margin. And when it goes down by a certain margin. So, you know... It it stops if you lose a certain amount of money. Or, you know... It... It, it stops when you're making a certain amount of money. So... That's essentially the gist of it when it comes to, to just uh, tr- trading in general. So, this is why I'd say, like, the perceptions gotten lost in, you know, on Instagram. Because, you know, people, you know, upload a picture with them by a computer and some graphs. And, you know, with a, you know, a wad of cash next to them or, you know, they're in front of a beach. And they are selling courses that are hundreds of pounds. Basically, telling them, "Oh, you know, this is, you know, this is i um, trading, and you know, I'll sell a little course and uh, financial freedom, all these buzzwords." They'll sell, they sell, they sell the shit out of these things, and they'll pay influencers to mention them. And that, oh well, that's a, that's another side note that I'll delve into in a sec, but. They'll do all these things. These times they've never traded a day in their life. They might trade once or once or twice, but they'll never trade. They'll essentially the course will be their main income. And I use that to, you know, increase and, you know, diversify into other incomes. And this is why I say the perception's changed. Because the these people are putting a bad name on trading, especially like Forex as well. Forex has become the new ACN and if you don't know what ACN is, you know, I don't know where you where you've been the last fifteen years, but that's a pyramid scheme. Um so yeah, they've kind of ruined trading of sorts. Because I I've even toyed with started to, starting to trade again myself because, you know. I generally think it's one of the things I'm deep good at because w- when it comes to trading, like I understand the principles to my, how I manage to make money. Um, you know, I, I even opened up a, pl- a pretend trade account and I made about what, 10, 10 grand in a week. And, you know, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying that, you know, if you know the principles in your your willing to take risks, then you can be very good. You can, you know, be, you can definitely be successful at trading, but I'm more into investing in stocks now. Um, I've invested into a couple of apps recently that um, a lot of people know about, and I essentially got in quite quite early when they were essentially doing stock offerings, just, just so that they, they were essentially raising money for the apps and i've just actually been taking advantage of this COVID times because i've been telling people that march was actually the best time to invest because everything was at shit low prices like ridiculously low like beyond low like that would be the lowest i've seen things that is the best that would have been the best time to invest because you know what everybody's selling and everyone's losing money and people's net worths are going down by millions And hundreds of millions And you know people are losing jobs As bu- as bad as it sounds You know, you need to look at investing objectively So, as much as, you know, you want to save the world And, you know, Greenpeace You know, Kumbaya Like, at the end of the day The chances are you're not going to see the end of the world You know, it might sound cruel But, you know it's better off that you, whatever time you have left on this world or you have left in this world, you spend it on investing in the right things to make a comfortable life for the generation after you and that 's why i'd probably say investing in stocks is probably one of the most important things you ever do in your life, like hundred percent because investing in investing in stocks because it has so much more usefulness, like, you know, the ISA, used, the ISA is probably, they, they push the ISA, and say, oh, get an ISA, get an ISA, your parents say, get an ISA, the ISA's got some, what, what, a return of, what, 1%, on average, you know, stocks and shares, investing in stocks and shares, will, what, grant return about, probably, 8 to 12%, Compared to one percent, eight to twelve percent, and that's if you know you're investing very safely and very risk averse. You know that's still an amazing return, because in if it's 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 a, it's a case of where you know just do the I'd probably say do the the smart thing, because people just don't know enough about these things because there's so much information out there, but then just I think there's just uh, there's too much for a lot of people But this is why I'm trying to compress the information I might do a part two in this episode But I can, I'm i trying to compress the information So if, okay, I'm going to put it into I'm going to try and simplify things So f- first part, what is stock? So stock is essentially parts of a company When, you know, a company registers with company's house Or registers whichever country, you know they're they're in or the llc as far as america's concerned they have to say how much shares are in the company and essentially share is like a percentage of the company so they have to tell how much shares are in their are uh, in their company and what those values of the shares are as of this moment and when they do that most people will just put you know one pound or something like that when a company just getting started or, if, you know, if you're getting investment, you know, you will be worth more than that. But that is essentially the stock. And when somebody says, "Uh, oh, I want to buy stock in this company, that's not the physical, as in, like, the stock, you know, the, whatever the company's selling, like, you know, water bottles or something like that. You know, it's not, it's not a physical aspect. Well, it used to be, but it's not a physical thing that you can actually go out and touch. It's more of well, depend actually it depends what type of stock you buy. So and there's ver- there's there's two there's three different types of stock. So this when you're buy when you're going into app and buying stock, you're buying a, a piece of that company, that that company has let offered to the public, to buy. And that is what means when a company is a PLC, so it's a publicly listed company. Which means that the public can purchase parts of this company and gain dividends, or in some occasions gain dividends, but profit off of the value of this company going up, as well as experience loss when the value goes down. That is what essentially means when the company is publicly listed, and that is what essentially a stock stocks are. And so, essentially, whereas before you would have to go to a bank and open a stocks and shares ISA and even then the bank wouldn't even want to entertain you because you didn't have 20k cash to give them um i mean if you're if you're a wealthy person at the moment and you've got you know loads of cash to to hand you could you could open up a stocks and shares ISA and let the bank invest for you um, but I wouldn't personally because when have the whenever when has a bank ever helped you? <laughs> like honestly, you know, when does a bank ever helped anybody big picture, you know? But um yeah. So you know, you now you can now invest via in apps. There's the free trade app which I recommend because quite it's quite simple, straightforward, um, it explains it's like almost like kind of a NAP, if, if you're new to investing, you know, or you can do trading two, on two which is um my favourite um, because it's quite, it's quite sharp, it's quite modern, you know, um, but if you're more of the old school type, your knowledge is still up there, um, Harvey and Lansdowne, which is basically a platform as well as um, a firm that you can um, invest with. Um, they are quite good, um, so yeah. There's there's multiple ways to invest now. There's not there's not just one way. You know the door is open for people to invest. Um, so I would say that just trying, even if it's just with a hundred pound to start with, just to test the waters. And if you try, you lose money. Okay. Oh well. You know, you go back in. and You crack. You get up and you you. You go at it again, because, you know, you can't... You can't not always... If you trip at the first hurdle, you can't just um, give up. And you apply that to investing as well. And investing... If you want an immediate return, don't even bother. Don't bother with investing. Do something else, you know. Go... Go... Go gambling, or go casino, or, you know. start Start trading, you know. But... So this is essentially part two of the previous episode. Um, we essentially... We're just, we're just cycling back to where we left off. So... the What I actually had a thought about um, open night, because recording this the next day, um, is that the the craziest thing about this generation is if we all practiced a bit more patience, a lot of us would be a lot further along. Because I think it's the impatience and the vanity metrics that's getting people bogged down with how they look on Instagram how they look to other people and just a, a whole bunch of different things. There's 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 just so much. Like there's so much information out there on how to get, you know, money fast and people that are essentially swindling they they make their are op- they opportunists and they're taking advantage of these impatient people. These people want to get out of their situations and want to get out of them quickly. And not only do they want to get out of these situations, they want to go on to you know the, the the typical you know forex course seller um, Instagram profile, you know, and they they're swindling these people. And the thing is, there's multiple problems um, on the. Essentially, on the the chain of you know going from having money you know and then giving it to these people and then losing your money there's multiple issues so for one what the the problem there's a, one of the main problems is these sellers will attach themselves to in, to influencers um you know to pay the influencers you know the little 200 or 100 pound whatever it is And, you know, these influencers, because they, you know, they don't really care about what's attached to their brand, a lot of them, they're just, you know, promoting it to to their audience who have garnered a bit of trust with them and, you know, believe in the products that they're selling because a lot of them are influencers because, you know, they make music or, you know, they're pretty or they're, you know, they sell makeup or, you know, in general, they're, they're selling something. If it's not themselves, it's music, you know. Um so they they attach themselves to these influencers. These influencers are carelessly promoting these fraudsters and because these influencers are promoting these fraudsters, you know, that the people that are attached to them and people that that, you know, casually go past that their page um and their engagements are buying into these um fraudsters who are selling these courses and these courses are just It's waffle. A lot of it is just waffle, honestly, because, you know, like anybody can stand in a hotel room, you know, that sits across from a beach and, you know, recycle information that they've heard from other people. Like anybody can do that. There's so many of them out there that some of them are literally just talking vanity metrics and explaining that that's how you're going to get money through um, just pure motivation and nothing else and anybody that you know anybody that questions them they get you know they get poo-pooed they get branded a certain way it's all this person's negative this person's a hater that's that's not even that because you know you're saying about you having all these companies and all these businesses but what do your businesses sell what do your businesses do like name one of one of the businesses and then you know you can actually have some proof to the pudding but These people will never be able to prove what's in the pudding. They'll never show you, like, a bank statement or anything like that to say that they're getting paid from X, Y, Z businesses. And they'll never show, like, they'll never show even just a a part to say that this business is legitimate. These people are, you know, working for me. Because at the end of the day, your true value doesn't come from, you know, how much money you make. It comes from the people you help. And that's where the true value is If you're not helping people you're just taking money from them Then as much as, you know, you want to be successful You want, you know, your investments to prosper You want businesses to prosper You want, you know, your portfolio to prosper If your aim isn't, isn't If your aim isn't, like, dedicated to helping other people Then you are truly setting yourself up for failure, you know because let's face it, like the 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 things are nice, you know the objects are nice, but you know it's family, friends, inner circles is where you know you find the true value and true happiness. And if you know you can't, you you it's, it's, you just have to go into things with good intentions. That's the best way to put it. You know, there's multiple ways to do to essentially with this investment business and. Just uh, investing in general And you have to go in there with the best intentions Because it, I don't know how to explain it but In short Doing doing things The the right way Will pro- Make you prosper in the long term That is the best way I can put it Because like, I could rant out for hours on these You know, vanity salesmen Like, and women because Forex legit used to be a legitimate way people made money, it still is you know there are a there are a small percentage of real forex traders that make serious money you know, and there are a small percentage of traders that make serious money um you know i've I've met a couple and I've come across a couple you know and they they the thing is they you they will never sell you a course the most the, the most that they'll do they'll say look if if you really want me to ent- entertain you and you know you're in you really want really 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 want to be a mentor they will might charge you an extortionate one-time fee and it might be seem so across extortionate but this is because you're garnering that attention just you by yourself not You know these you know endless amounts of people that you know are buying these so-called courses you know you are garnering that single person's attention and that's that's probably when you know you come across something that's like serious and somebody that's serious because you know they're not they're not it's not just money they're asking for in return they're like you know what can you do for them sometimes you might even just have to you know work for these people for nothing and just essentially, you know, try and transform into some sort of like an assistant role, just so you can get, you know, get into get into their heads a little bit, because in in so many ways mentors are needed in all walks of life, and I realized this I realized this fairly recently to be fair, but mentors are definitely needed in all walks of life, especially when it comes to this it comes to money in general The way I I look at things Is Like If you've ever watched the movie American Gangster Obviously it's not based on Not fully true stories Like loosely true story But You notice how Frank Lucas Was Bumpy Johnson's driver At the beginning of the movie And Essentially That was his apprenticeship That was his internship Where he was Bumpy's driver, he would do the groundwork, he'd open the doors for him, he'd do the dirty work, you know, he'd, he'd be, you know, he'd be ten toes deep and he'd be he'd be doing pretty much all the bits that Bumpy didn't want to do, you know, got, got him coffee, everything. So, when Bumpy died, because Frank didn't just do the dirty work, he did he learned from Bumpy like how everything worked you know how much everybody was supposed to pay everything and by the time he died Frank was already like you know well versed in the game so what that when he did die there wasn't a power vacuum there wasn't any there weren't any there weren't too much struggles there wasn't any it wasn't mayhem it was a transition where he just fell into Bumpy's place. And that's what I'm talking about where you may need to just, for a while, just literally do your due diligence, do, put in your 100,000 hours. Um, and, you know, essentially don't worry about the perception at the moment. If you have to, you know, log off the socials, if you have to just, you know, not be as active on them the time being do that do what you need to do in order to perfect your game um especially when it comes to this trading or investing whichever scratches your itch you know do like do what you need to do in order to perfect it because at the end of the day anybody who doesn't focus on the little details and doesn't prepare um meticulously they will fall flat on their face but you know, but to be fair, there's nothing wrong with falling flat on your face, so long as you learn from it when you get up, because that's um, also a problem with our generation. We don't learn from our mistakes. We were wrong and strong, you know, and that's a load of people I've met that are wrong and strong, and they they want to be right in their wrongness, even though they know fully full well what they what they what they're what they're, what they're sp- spitting out. It's just wrong, you know. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. Like, that's just basically what I'm saying. You need to be, you know, there's nothing wrong with being wrong because at the end of the day, if you're wrong, you know, you can always learn and, you know, you can be right. And essentially just close your mouth and open your ears and learn as, as much as possible while you go because I, I'd I'd recommend everybody just give it a go. That's what I say to anyone Give trading Give investing Give it all a go Because I tell you what Anybody that started Starts investing now You know If you know investing In the future You'll You'll be so thankful for it Honestly Because you know While people You know That are That didn't venture into the unknown That didn't take risks You know And just sat there And watched pennies appear In their pension while they're getting, you know, their £120 a week from the government, you'll you'll go and just you'll go and do whatever you want. I know it's a long time to wait to be free, but that's if you're that's if you're investing smartly and you know you're investing correctly. And that that's that's essentially that's essentially the game. You need to just be patient be, be smart. Do your research and just make the moves silently and correctly. Like, I'm s- sorry about the whole rant about the, the, the vanity metrics and the set sellers. But there's, there's something them just gets on my nerves about these people, man. Honestly, like these people are so like they all present themselves as such a way you think they have money. But then when you just scratch, it's like, it's literally like fool's gold. It's like gold-plated watches, like, you know, watch looks nice. Oh, it's gold-plated. Oh, it looks nice, you know? Because that's where all the, money, the money's gone into the image. You scratch the surface and you're like, oh, you're not, you're not real, you know? You, you don't, you're not, you know, you don't have a product to sell. You're, you're selling the image of being successful, That's what you're selling you're selling the image of being successful you're not actually selling the actual product and that's just such a that's so fraudulent and such That's just scummy really because you're giving people false hope you know that's um it's it's just and the mad thing is these there's nothing to hold these people accountable because at the end of the day because of loopholes in the system they're saying, oh, I'm selling courses and I'm advising these people that you don't have to listen to what I say in these courses. You know, there's no guarantee that you will be successful because, I, you know what, that's the thing. Once you, you you've probably signed an agreement um, when you've bought one of these courses that says, oh, there's no guarantee. that I agree that, the, that there's no guarantee that I will be successful off the back of this course. Um i agree to you know keep all this information to myself there there'll be just a whole bunch of stuff in the agreements where where you can't even you can't even challenge this person to say oh like you know you can't take this person to court or anything the most you can do is just do an expose a video on instagram or youtube but even then it doesn't make fuck all difference um you like They'll lose followers, but then there'll they'll still be the people that'll still fall for the same tricks. Because there'll always be people that's just too naive to care. <laughs> and they'll only suffer when, you know, the money's gone from their account. And then they realize, oh, oh shit. Exactly. So, yep, I would say just keep your wits about you when it comes to this investing stuff. And, you know, and just this trading, this trading stuff. Because there's so many... So many bullshitters out there, like, you know, it's hard to tell from the real people from the bullshitters. But you'll be able to tell the real the real ones from the fake ones because the the fake ones will start selling drop shipping courses when they when people don't want to buy the signals anymore because signals are crap. And signal signal sellings become illegal. And that's that's what that's when they'll They'll start selling dropshipping courses because they didn't diversify their income, because they essentially they can't even diversify because they're tax dodging as well. You know that that's that's that you you those are the people that to look out for the ones that are selling dropshipping courses when they stopped doing um, the quote unquote trading because that uh, people are onto their bullshit now. But, yeah, that's uh, Rant Over. Um, that's part two. Um, look out for the next episode today. We're going back to property um, tomorrow. We're just essentially just going to go back to it. Um, we're just going to have a review of um, how the week's been, how the, pro- the little progress has been made, and the little tips I've picked up along the way. Because I'm learning something new every day, honestly, when it comes to this property thing. And there's always um, something new to learn um speaking to different people every day but yeah hope everyone had a blessed week hope everyone has a lovely weekend and um if you're in london oh good luck in tier three um but if you're not in london you know it's gonna be good coming out of tier three and you know go back to go and going back to getting on the lash <laughs> um and uh hopefully this vaccine becomes widespread and we can all get out of um Get out of lockdown, really, and go back to normal. Cause I'm sure everyone wants a proper holiday. Well, depend because we're we're not allowed in the EU at, uh, from January, but you know there's loads of places in the world, there's Caribbean. You know that's been uh, their economy could use a boost. So yeah, <laughs> everyone go to the Caribbean in January after after lockdown's over, and um, yeah, just spend your money. <laughs> All right, bless.